The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant, 7 to 10 a.m. We're moving into someone who is like prolific is probably the wrong word, but extraordinarily talented and out there. Author Nick Mflongo, he published two books in 2020. That's what COVID will do for you. The one is Paradise in Gaza, which is um, he published with uh, uh, with Quella. And then also last year as well, he published the book Joburg Noir with Jakarta Media. And that's a series of stories about uh, Joburg. I spoke about it last week on the show. So we thought we'd get him on the line and just find out what he's reading, what he's considering, what he's thinking about, and the fact that he is now based in Berlin. Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, and good morning to you and your listeners. So, Nick... Based in Berlin, I mean, I've been following you and I've seen some of the, the, the images that you've been tweeting of the cold weather there right now. Talk to us about that particular move. Um, actually, Berlin at the moment, we are on lockdown, uh, just like in South Africa. But at least we do have uh, our bottle stores open. Uh, that one is better. Uh, but it's cold. Um uh, I'm used to the cold now. Uh, <laughs> it makes me to read a lot yeah. and to be indoors, you know, yeah. and uh, to experiment lots of things like cooking, which I've never done uh, in my life. So I'm cooking, I'm reading a lot, and I'm writing a lot, which is a positive thing. I love that you're cooking. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Nick, uh, <laughs> what is cooking in your kitchen? Um. Uh, which kitchen? The the book kitchen or uh, the kitchen kitchen? <laughs> I think start with the kitchen kitchen and then take us into the book kitchen. Okay. In the kitchen kitchen, actually, today, I, I, I'm too much of a, a fish person. I love fish. Mm. I like eating healthy. So uh, that's what I've, I'm experimenting every day. I'm buying fresh fish from the market because the market here is still open. The supermarkets are open and the fish market is open. It's just near me. I'm staying here by Crow's Pack. Yeah. Uh, by the uh, the um, former, next, not very far from the old airport, uh, Temple temple of Airport. So it's easier to get uh, that. Um, and also I'm drinking a lot of blue wine, which is um, a, 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 a red wine that is steamed. Yes. Uh, very nice, yeah. So that's the kitchen kitchen. So I'm doing too much fish nowadays. I find myself doing too much fish. Uh, And uh, in the kitchen, my kitchen of uh, the favorite kitchen, which is the writing kitchen, what I'm doing is that I'm at the moment uh, writing a collection of short stories. That is, uh, I mean, I'm hoping it will come out next year, either next year or this year, actually. Because I'm a little bit far, I'm a little bit advanced with that. Yeah. And also, well, of course, I'm writing concurrently with the novel. So that's what I normally do. I write, a no, I write at the same time. Something that doesn't work in a short story, I put it in a novel. So those two kitchens are my favorite kitchens, actually. 
So, Nick, in uh, your your, your favourite kitchen, you uh, did pull out two, as you said, like uh, one a short book of short stories, uh, which I started reading recently, and it's my, I I kind of gave myself a list of the top, not top 13, but the first 13 books that I plan to read, and uh, Joe Bergnois is one of them. And I, I did have a good giggle as I started it, and there's the story of you, and I think he's your uncle, the soccer coach, um, well, you, the, the soccer fan, and uh, that that particular story just like did give me, like I thought that is the that is a story of Joburg. Truly, I wonder if you could just uh, highlight that one for your list for the listeners. Oh, thank you very much. Actually, uh, yeah, it's uh, it is the story that. Um you know, normally I have quite a number of stories in my, I, I write every day. So something sure. that doesn't work out in my novel, I put it in a short story as I said. So that is one of the short stories that I've written. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, it has always been in my head, actually, until I wrote it last year. Uh, is the story set in Johannesburg, I mean, in Bramfontein, for instance, and the Johannesburg prison. So I just wanted to explore uh, what happens today, uh, actually, to explore uh, the, 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 the subculture of the youth in Johannesburg today, but also uh, talking about it uh, uh, with, uh, together with uh, 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 using the father, uh, the son and the father's relationship, and also the wife relationship. So, is the story that I've been writing uh, uh, is a story about a young boy who got arrested who. Uh, 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 coming from Kitchener. So Kitchener, everyone knows that in Bramfontein, if you want to learn about the subculture of the youth, you have to go to that street uh, where there's Kitchener and uh, Jordan Street, is the street of the youth. So I wanted to explore that, actually, to bring uh, something that is today to explore the relationship of the young man and his father who doesn't understand the subculture of the youth. But also something that haunts the father in the past, like, for instance, his past relationship, you know, and also with his uh, uh, wife. So uh, I, I, I'm glad that uh, it's one of your favorites uh, because um, Jobek Noah itself, even for me, it's a surprise the way the stories are packed. They're very entertaining stories, and I'm following people that are talking about them on social media, mm. saying that, wow, these are their favorites. The, everyone has got a favorite story in uh, Jobek Noah. So that's what uh, I, I wanted it to happen. Uh, Nick, you know, the thing about Joburg is that it is a collection of writings, but so much of it is based on memory. And I suppose one does have to ask you, is that because you are, is, is, the, is memory kind of the thread that works its way through all your writing? I mean, I'm thinking even about Soweto under the apricot tree and the like, where it, it is so much about weaving memory into, into narrative. Yes, I think you're you are right. You're very right. Um, I think I write well when I write uh, from a distance. So mm. if a memory is, for instance, in a, is, is a, is in a distant past for me, I write well about it because I can be able to explore it without the inhibition of wanting, wanting to do things uh, factually, you know. Yeah. So I can, uh, uh, I can uh, explore it in a fictional way. It allows me in that way. I cannot write about something that is happening now and today, you know, because it will require a lot of my... Um, 
uh, I would say it will require a lot of me, out of me uh, in terms of uh, wanting to bring sto- the story closer to the truth. So when it's uh, a, a distant past, I write it in a, a nostalgic form, you know, yeah. which makes the story great and which makes me easy to explore the fiction, the necessary fiction part of it, you know. Yeah. So I think I've done that in Paradise in Gaza, uh, which is set in the uh, 70s, which brings back my memory because I lived between apartheid and now, you know. Uh, and it's easier for me to bring back those memories without being the, uh, sentimental about it, actually. Yeah. Nick, um, talk to us briefly. Paradise in Gaza, I've not read yet. Um, it goes on to my list as number 14 now. So the 14th book that I need to read. Um, yes. Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, this is a book that is set in the in in, in uh, the 70s, late 70s until the late 80s. It's um, actually the book about African spirituality. It explores things like African spirituality. It explores uh, 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 quite a number of themes. Like, for instance, it, it celebrates women who have been um, uh, actually uh, play, who played a role. In, yeah. uh, to, 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 to bring back the to, to bring together the family during apartheid times. So it's about a young um, a, 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 a young family of a, 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 a person called PC who's got two wives, uh, one in the rural area and one in the urban area. And then uh, on the day when he's going to, I mean, in the early seventies, he goes to the rural area to bury his wife, to, to bury his mother. And he goes with his son from the uh, second marriage, and then the son gets missing. But uh, and then his wife start 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 to be haunted by um, you know those dreams, only to find that um, it, it is the it is the signs of the uh, of his of his uh, ancestral spirit uh, that tells her to undergo to the, the rite of passage to be a sangoma, you hmm. know. Yeah. And until she heals that, she cannot uh, heal. So in the end, she heals because of she heals that uh, to that uh, uh, rite of passage. So it's a story that is, um, explores a lot of African ways of healing. It explores a lot of African ways of uh, living and also living under apartheid. The way in which um, uh, the families live together during apartheid. Uh, mostly led by women because men were so of uh, migrant labors. Yes. So it's a, a sort of a celebration of women who played a major role uh, during that time of apartheid, uh, you know, to uh, put the families together. Nick, are you able to read a small extract from it? Uh, to read more extract, uh, I, I just want to check if. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I think I can. I can do that. Of course, uh, you can. <laughs> uh, uh, which extract? Do you, uh, any kind of extract? Yeah, you want me give to a, give us a small snippet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let me check. Uh, oh, let me. <laughs> Sorry, because my books are. Yeah, okay. Um, let, I, I just want. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the paragraphs now. Which one to write? Okay, to read. Let me just uh, 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 read this paragraph here. Um. It is uh, okay. Gaza was a small village of about a thousand adobe houses. All its mud houses were built in a similar design without windows. 
the doors of the hearts faced each other. A low mud wall connected each heart. Hmm. The floor and the walls were smoothed with cow dung. The village itself consisted of less than 300 households. It even seemed as though the population of goats exceeded that of the people. The village was unlit, unpaved, and not demarcated. It consisted of what looked like a random scatter of mud huts. There there were winding footpaths uh, through the sand that connected one, uh, one compound to another. At first glance, it might seem nearly impossible to give uh, travel directions in the haphazard maze uh, of pathways and donkey wagons uh, tracks, but the inhabitants knew uh, knew them like there was a map in their minds. So is that a snippet that I just took immediately uh, without even thinking about it? So <laughs> you'll and it me uh, certainly, yes. I'm sure it's like wetting everybody's appetite. Nick, you know, as an author, you obviously doing a lot of you a you're doing a hell of a lot of writing, but you obviously need yes. to do a lot of reading as well. And I wondered, are yes. there any books that uh, you are looking at this year, really just to keep uh, your eye on the ball, but that that you you're interested in at the moment? Oh yes, okay. Uh, firstly, uh, let me just say that um, uh, last year I ended the year with three important books: um, a tree for the birds by Venon R. L. Head, yeah. uh, South African, of course, and then Naganjani Sbia, the reluctant storyteller, Litepe yep. Maisela, Spam Donna, uh, and then this year, with the books that I'm looking forward to read uh, by Sunya T. Family Affair. Angela Makolwa, Critical But Stable, Dudugu Santube, Ikunga. So those are the books that I'm looking forward to read, actually, this year. So how do you spend your day? I mean, are you, like, basically going, okay, um, half of my day is spent reading, half of my day is spent writing? I mean, it's all... You know, the the work for a writer, and I think people always underestimate, it's not just reading, it's not just writing, but it's contemplating. Do you spend a lot of your time just like looking at a, a whiteboard on the wall and trying to figure out which character is going to work in which particular role, where a story might go? As you say, is it going to go into a short story? Is it going to come out? Doesn't quite work. Lots of time thinking, a lot of time dreaming, I imagine, as well. Yes, actually, you know, uh, one thing about the good thing about Berlin is that it's a friendly city. You can walk at any time of the day and any time of the night. So I walk a lot. Yeah. It's a very friendly city, a big city. I walk a lot with paper in hand, <laughs> I, I, I mean, in the hand. And then I write a lot whenever I'm thinking about the character. You know, I, in terms of thinking about the plot, that's what I do. I do that quite a lot. And another thing that I think I'm very much addicted to at the moment is Netflix. I watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I watch a lot of Netflix, but yeah. it helps me. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm afraid that I'm going to be too much addicted. But anyway, that's what we have to do. As a writer, you have to uh, check stories from every angle. So Netflix is part of it to learn about the plotting and everything, you know, but also walking and reading books. Reading is my number one, but watching also is number two and walking is number three. So those are the things that I do every day. I walk, I read, and then I watch Netflix and I cook. 
in order to, you know, to while every time when I'm doing the, all this, I'm thinking about my own characters and my own stories. Nick, we wish you all the very best. Um, as I say, uh, into Joburg Noir at the moment and loving it. Uh, really loving it because I kind of feel like Joburg is one of those cities that you love to hate but hate to love and just it's a profound city in so many ways and uh, as I mentioned earlier I haven't yet read Paradise in Gaza but I look forward to getting onto that and having you uh, back on the line and in the studio to talk about that as well and talking about your future writings as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Nick Mplongo, he is in Berlin and as he says, a great city to walk in. What does he do? He writes, he considers, he walks. And walking, of course, is one of those great things to do if you're trying to clear your mind, as is running, as you heard from Tumisol earlier.